amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. <laughs> and you don't think this is going to look suspicious, me being like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for those of you guys who may be confused by the fact that there are more than two voices right now, that's because we have the entire family, close family, um, on this podcast right now. So just a few quick introductions. Obviously, this is Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos. I am Mags, Maggie. I'm Dan. I am the dad. And? I'm Shay. I'm the mom and wife. I'm Eddie. I'm the big brother. Yeah. And so really excited to have the whole family here because it really is a family podcast. Mm -hmm. From the beginning, every single person here has been involved in making this happen. And now they get to be on the mic and answering some of the questions that you asked along the years and kind of to wrap up the year. Absolutely. And before we get into the rest of this podcast, let's go ahead and play that intro music. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and Dads, wholesome chaos. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) I just got the nod that it is my turn to talk. Um, We are going into 2022. Absolutely. How does everyone feel about that? Like, just knee-jerk reactions. Is that the correct term? Knee-jerk? Well, (laughs) I said it, and then it didn't sound right. Knee-jerk reaction is usually a negative, like... I think it's like your your first... Gut gut reaction. reaction. Gut reaction. reaction, Yeah, Yeah, like when I say 2022, what do you feel? I think hoping for the best, feeling good about it. And I mean, things things can only get better, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Have things yeah. been, yeah, on the upside of the upswing for you, for sure. Yeah. And I'm I'm feeling hopeful and excited and kind of you know grateful to have another year in the book. I'm enjoying the end of the year for sure. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the the downtime, the, the the Christmas to New Year's holiday break that we're in right now. Yeah, we're doing a chill a chill New Year's. Um, yeah, I think it's. I saw a TikTok recently that was saying um, they were talking about like how everyone is saying, "Oh, 2021, like the worst year," and then they were like me sitting back, knowing it was one of the best years of my life. And I, I feel a connection to that a bit. Like there were drastic lows, but there were also drastic highs. And I think it's just funny. There's a weird kind of like not guilt associated with having a good 2021, but you just like kind of keep your highs down a little bit and you're like, yeah, 2021. I do. Man. Yeah. I think 20, I mean, 2021 in my opinion was at least better than 2020. Yeah. And th- that's kind of what I'm hoping for 2022 is it's going to be at least better than 2021. So, and I think you got to hope for a better, you know, you, to an extent you get what you're looking for. And so if you're going into it, like, 2022 is going to suck. Oh, my gosh. Like, everything's only going to get worse. Yeah. Then you're going to find yeah, disappointment. You get, you get what you look for. That, exactly. That's why uh, goals, aspirations, intentions, like New Year's thoughts are really important, right, for people to think about what's going to be different this year. I get a new start effectively. Um, I'm not a big fan of, like, a New Year's resolution. Like, this is the year that I 
X, Y, Z, because typically those fail because people um, don't follow through on them for the same reasons they never did before. However, I think it's really important to think about your intentions for the year and what this year is going to mean to you Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Does anyone, after dad said he does not like New Year's resolutions, does anyone have any or have any goals, if that's better, or just things they want to focus on in the new year? Why are you looking at me? I don't know. Why are you looking at me? Yeah, I feel like um, going back to 2021, that it was- It was a great year for you. It was, was, but it was the absolute busiest year of my entire life. I worked harder, longer hours- um, but thankfully, I I love what I do. I you know doing editing, writing, producing. Um, so it was fantastic in that respect. But it was also a, lo- a lot less sleep. Um, so yeah, twenty twenty two I imagine is going to be uh, a lot more of the same. But um, making more space in my life to do more of what I love. Can you let me brag that. on you a second? Because twenty twenty one has been an amazing year for you. You produced a movie that Eddie actually wrote the score for, Maggie was in, and that was released to music festivals, received awards and recognition. What I say, music Music. festivals? Yeah. It actually did get a music award. Yeah. It got a music award for Eddie's score. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And then you shot a second short film. You've been writing And directed it. And directed it. You've been doing this for a lot of years, but this was the year you really put that plan into action. Right. Which, no pun intended. Yeah. That was exciting. Well, it's been, I I haven't been doing it for a lot of years. I started it before we had kids. And then when we had kids, I was like, oh, no, this is like the best thing ever. And I just thoroughly enjoyed being a mom. That was like my main thing every day. Uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. So then when, you know, in these last couple of years with the kids, you know, moving out and moving on, Uh, Sort of. (laughs) I focused back on the writing, producing of my own work. And and you're amazing. And she says yes to everything. And that's why you haven't had a lot of sleep. And to say this is one of your busiest years is like saying a lot because every day of your life has been extremely busy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Intentions for the year for me. Um, before I get to that, I want to talk about like intentions for the podcast and, you know, out of this this time that we have together. Um, you know, people have been asking about our family dynamic, what it was like growing up in this house, which is what like where you kids fit in to answer those questions, to talk about, you know, our weird family mm-hmm. and what it was like to have a dad who spoke for a living and travel all over the place. We can go there. We could talk about your amazing mom. And uh, we have some questions about that, including her donating a kidney and what that was all about. We're going to get to that a little later. Um, we could talk about my stuff, but we do that every week. I'd much rather focus <laughs> on you guys. And, and have um, the listeners get to know Eddie and Shilia a lot more. And first of all, again, back to sh- the, your name, which we touched on on podcast one. By the way, can we say this is like podcast 26? That's an even half a year, half a year, 52 weeks a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An exact six months of podcasts completed. Wow. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> all right. A New Year's toast. There we go. I feel like 26 weeks doesn't sound like a crazy long time, but yeah, I guess that is a good chunk of the year. And I can't believe the filming of that short film was 2021. Is that right? Um, we shot it in the first one in 2020. Gotcha. Yeah. But it came out in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. We finished the edit and um, submitted to festivals. 2021 is when it did the circuit. 2021 wise, I hit a good bit of the goals I had, which was really nice. Um, 
it was cool to kind of go back to my bucket list that I'd written in high school, which I have a really random amount of things on. And it's not crazy long. Like, my issue is I, like, write bucket lists in a bunch of different places. Um, But on my bucket list, one of the goals was to book a feature film. And that's something I did this year, which was, like, crazy, crazy exciting. Um, And, like, going next year, I just want to keep knocking things off of it. And, like, one of them is to, like, book a reoccurring role in, like, a TV show and to attend a premiere of something that I've actually been in. Um... But literally something that I've had to take note of for this year when writing resolutions or goals for the new year is nothing I'm doing is number-based. I feel like in past years it's been like, okay, um, like hit three million on TikTok and then hit like 100,000 on Instagram. And it's like really that has no value. Like obviously it does for the line of work I'm in and like the impact you have, but like to place number goals I just think is a very dangerous thing and I also I don't know like I don't really have anything resolution wise for fitness or for like eating better this year I guess I don't know like I feel like the majority of my goals are actually focused on just doing well mentally I like where you're going with that and and I would say like for number goals in general can be really good because that you can measure them and a lot of times goals can be about a feeling, but if you're looking for a tangible result, you got to keep score in some ways. And so um, like if you're working on an athletic achievement or dropping weight or something like that, you got to have some numbers involved with that. I I agree in some aspects. Like you can put goals like, oh, okay, I want to make like 25, at least 25 YouTube videos this year because that's something you can control. But to place something and say like, I have to hit 10 million followers. Yes. That's something you only have so much control over. True. And you should, it shouldn't be your obsession. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think like you don't want to put too much pressure just on the numbers and goals. Something that I've been thinking about for myself just as I've been moving forward is like forward momentum. You just like as long as you're doing it and you're making progress, maybe you're not hitting the numbers that you want. Um, but as long as you're continuing to do it I think that in itself is very admirable and that's something you should be proud of so yeah and to be proud of it's the whole key like to Mm -hmm. have joy with what you're doing is the only like way you're going to be happy in life that's that's the measure of success yeah really if you can like put food on the table and continue doing what you're doing I think like to me that is success and and you're looking forward to getting to that place this year with your life you know um, the kind of like the post-college life and what that's all about. Yeah. How does I, that feel? Um, yeah. So I guess I'll kind of like tie this in with my New Year's goals slash resolutions, which I, I've, <laughs> I haven't really thought about that. Um, but I think the big thing for me is just kind of continuing to explore all of the stuff that um, I do. And I, I'm not even really on social media. I feel like every time we I do a, like a TikTok with uh, you on your channel – most of the comments are like, oh, Maggie has a brother. Maggie's not an only child. <laughs> and I think or she doesn't have that, a mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've just been like tucked away with school and social media has never really been something that I feel pressure to. Or actually, I'd say I, I do feel pressure. And so I'd just rather not do it. I, I It's not my kind of thing. But um, I think I want to continue to find out what I do and explore all the different routes, continuing doing production stuff, music stuff, um, and streaming as well. Just started, um, 
streaming on Twitch. Well, I, I've been doing it for a while, but um, still have a long way to go. But if you want to, what's your hop handle? On, Plug it. Eddie Thurman, uh, Eddie underscore Thurman, all lowercase. Uh, yeah, love to see you there. <laughs> Play a lot of uh, single player games, um, just like long ones, like a. Uh, you know, I'm playing Red Dead uh, Redemption 2 right now, going back through that. And uh, then I'll play, like, Minecraft, which, um, like, I figured out how to mod it. That's been awesome. And, yeah. I, was... I, I really want you to join me, too, <laughs> even if it's not on stream. Like, I, I've been, every day, it's like, I'm showing Maggie, <laughs> like, because you used to play Minecraft a lot. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to talk about that, too. I literally wrote it down in my notes, because I remember growing up so much how much we played Minecraft together. Oh, yeah. And I I was talking about this the other day, not the other day, but a while ago, and I brought up the fact that even when we played together, when uh, we were younger, you would go out and kill the animals, and I would stay home and, like, yeah. design and grow <laughs> plants. And I was like, that was really a foreshadow of me being a vegetarian. <laughs> I didn't even want to kill him in a video game. Um, but, no, we had so much fun with that. And we played in quarantine a good bit, too. Mm-hmm. Just, I... It slows up my computer, man. Oh, yeah. I always play. Um, <laughs> I have to put an ice pack underneath it. Is that good for your computer? That can't be good for your computer, Eddie. I showed him another hack. That I Yeah, the air, ball air cooling. Hack. I know. The I just kind ball of, hack. <laughs> I think the, the ice pack is like, it's probably not good for it, but it's a way to like force my computer. Just It's not going to overheat because it's going to stay really cold. Oh I'm God. amazed with what your computer has put up with and survived, yeah. honestly, because that you've edited weekly videos on that thing for years, all your music stuff, all your gaming. It's like been this workhorse for you. Yeah. <laughs> Really has. I mean, it feels. He'll be having a, a burial ceremony for it's him kinda, soon. I think. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's Did struggling I jinx along. It? <laughs> oh no! It's I. I'm always shocked when he gets through another project. I'm just like, just get this one done, and then we'll save your work. Yeah, save your work. Oh that's, yeah, that's my mantra. For Is that my um, mantra, Maggie. <laughs> for so, like the past six months, um, if I don't have my computer plugged into a charger, it can shut off at any moment and just I can just lose so much work. So yeah. I just have to keep it plugged in and, and have to make sure like the cable's actually connected because I've I've, I've had that offered to get you another computer because Eddie, Eddie effectively works for our business. He edits not just the podcast but by weekly videos every single week. We've been collaborating on, on that for uh, like four or five years now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've done hundreds of videos together, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love that you're uh, you and I kind of create that together. It's a good uh, good father father son bond yeah. in life. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'd love to get you another computer. Maybe that can be something we do early twenty two. We don't need to get into all that uh, right <laughs> well, now. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I want to amplify kind of what you said because it's so wild what you said, Eddie. It resonates with my thinking and also what I'm teaching to my clients right now about mm-hmm. goals versus momentum. And you use the word moment, forward momentum. I, I, I use three words, momentum, trajectory, congruence. Momentum is I, I'm going forward. I'm feeling momentum in areas in my life that are important to me. Also, I pay attention to where I have momentum in other areas and kind of keep that moving. Secondly is that trajectory, things are getting better. Like I have to feel like there's improvement on the horizon for me in areas where it really matters. And so like how do I define improvement and am I working toward it? And then the third is congruence, which is about better alignment between your dreams and desires and your values and principles in your actual life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it kind of doesn't matter – how fast you're going as long as you're going 
and you're growing and you're getting more in alignment with like what's important to you. Right. And not um, ignoring other things that are important. And then you find out too late that, oh, shoot, I forgot to continue you know, taking care of this relationship yeah. or that project or getting putting, tunnel vision. Yeah. Changing the oil in my car. that was my chair by the way that just made that noise (laughs) (laughs) you know what i'm also excited about for next year what just the name of the year 2022 yeah 2022 it has such an alliterative fun it's fun to say has a lot of twos 2022 it has a lot of twos (laughs) and my buddy philip solomon whose birthday is 222 he'll be 222 2022 turning 22 yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it'll be fifty-two. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just had the thought. I literally just had the thought. I was like, "Wait, I'm turning twenty-two in twenty twenty-two. That's not correct at all. No, no it's not. not at all. I'm nineteen. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? I don't know. I feel like you're twenty-one you're, already. You're, you're <laughs> never really good with you're numbers. Up no, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're turning twenty in twenty twenty-two. I am. Which is pretty cool. That's wild. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. That was one of the things I wrote down when I was thinking about the the new year. This is my last few months. I have less than six months of being a teenager. Yeah. And I know I, that feeling. I was thinking, I've been talking to friends about this for a while, trying to figure out what are all the things that I want to do as a teenager before that time's done. And like the main thing, the only thing that I kept on thinking was like teenage heartbreak. <laughs> um, and that's... Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know that's a weird thing to, like, hope for, and it's probably not going to happen. What do you mean? What does that mean? Just, like, to fall in love and, like, have your heart shattered. Haven't you done that a couple times? Once. Once. But I truly don't remember the feelings anymore. Well, it's it's been so long. Well, that's a good thing that you're not, like, continuing to, to, uh, you know... Think that heartbreak over and over again and dwell on it. Literally, Mom, Matthew and I... I think it was a day or two before we like went back to our families when we were still in L.A. I literally, we were just chilling at my place because we had something later that night. And I just go, do you ever read your texts from your ex? And he, oh, he was like, um, and then we both just spent like 30 minutes in silence reading our texts from our exes. And reading it, I it helped me remember a little bit like what I felt, but I've just been so disconnected romantically for so long that I was like, man, I kind of miss that. That's one thing. That's one thing I want to do in 2022 is just be more in touch with my emotions. More open to a relationship, maybe. I, I'd love that. I, I'm so closed mm. off and I don't really know why. Um, probably don't need to get into yeah, that on the podcast. Yeah, I think you but, skip it and I do not think you're closed off and you say that, but you're not. When you're it comes just, to a, a relationship. You're pretty, cautious, but you are not closed off. You are cautious and that is, that's a good thing because yeah. the right guy, you know, speaking of your dad, like I was like not going to go out with this guy, try to fix him up with some friends. But hold on, And hold ultimately on, hold on. it was... Before you tell the story. I'm not going to tell the story. That's all I'm saying. Okay, good. I wasn't, (laughs) I thought I was, I was closed off, but I wasn't. But, but being cautious is is a smart thing. You were a little closed off. I had not. Oh, I was totally closed off again. I (laughs) I didn't take that back. Being closed off wasn't a thing. (laughs) But you're right. The guy, it'll break down the door if necessary, I guess. That that is a question we got. So, so one of our questions from um, listeners was, 
uh, how did you and your wife meet and what was your relationship story? And I thought oh. what I could, what could be fun is just to see how much you guys know the story. Let you two tell the story and we'll mm. fill in the blanks. I thought Maggie did that. I've heard you guys. You, we've talked about it on the podcast, haven't yeah. we? About I, how we met? I think, yeah. I think Maggie told the story, yeah. Well, then what am I doing? Well, I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> Get out. I'm going to edit Please. the crap out of this. Oh, no. Eddie's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On you. Not it. You don't, yeah. you don't have to edit that out. <laughs> That's all good. No, but it... it hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we talked a little bit about... Her you mom didn't and talk I about Eddie's didn't relationship. Didn't talk about Eddie's relationship. I am in a relationship. Yes, you are. <laughs> I have been for a while. For a long and time. And we adore her. Yeah. And that's been really hard because you, you can talk a little bit about what it's like to be in a long distance oh. relationship. Yeah. And I think this kind of like, I don't know. I, I wonder if like Maggie, you kind of experienced or, or like did experience similar feelings um, that I felt before I went into this relationship, which was just a little bit... It wasn't really like I, I just didn't feel the need for a relationship, and it was yeah. kind of just a feeling of independence. And so, um, like when it happened, I don't know. It, it was like something special, and it, at the same time, there is that feeling of independence. Like I, I will be okay, and I can do this. I don't need this person. Um, yeah. And we kind of just went into it kind of slowly and without names. Like we never officially were like, oh, now we're boyfriend and girlfriend. Like I. We never really did that. And then um, I think we just, you know, experienced it for what it was and, and enjoyed it and wanted to continue our relationship. And we knew that long distance was going to be hard. And I think we both kind of went into it with no expectations. Um, and I think that was the best thing that we could have done because we st we're still together. And I, I don't think it's been easy, but I think you know, we talk all the time. Well, um, we find things to do and we still keep things interesting. Like, um, I, I've gotten her more into video games and she's gotten me into more of her like creative artistic stuff. And, um, so I think that even though we're far apart and that part really sucks, um, we continue to learn from each other and grow from each other and just communicate and, um, keep each other in the loop. And, Which it and is this weird. is the year, 2022, where that begins to change, where you have a chance to spend a lot more time That's what I'm, yeah, together. hopefully, hopefully. It's, be, becoming an adult is hard. It's not easy. It's just like What's hard about to, it? What's the hardest part? Money. I, I honestly think that's like, because you, you have the energy, you have the time, but um, just finding a job and like, I, I, know a lot of people where they spent a year or more looking for jobs and it's it's normal now um so i think that that's a little bit of a concern um but i yeah i'm just really excited for that and to kind of move forward and i think once again like as we go into the next step of our lives like um it's going to be a little bit more serious but we're i think we're going to go into it with no expectations I guess that's, I, no that's pressure, not true. Mean. Yeah, no, no, no pressure. pressure. Um, and just kind of whatever happens, happens. And we, I don't know, we, we know each other. And Yeah, I think that's a part that like really works for your relationship is as you were talking about beforehand, you said you were in a place of like independence. Yes. Morgan's a very independent person as well, which is one of the main things I felt about like, because I guess I've gone on like some dates recently or just like over the past since I've been single. And 
a lot of people are very dependent. A lot of people mm-hmm. want to find themselves in the relationship and want that to be what completes them. Yeah, they want to find themselves in a relationship. Yeah, and that's just, like, it, makes me want to run. Yeah, I think then <laughs> So feeling, I do. <laughs> feeling like you need to be in a relationship to complete yourself is not... I mean, I understand it's not gonna it. not going to work. I totally understand. Yeah, that was me for a very, 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 very long time. Yep. Um, and then I kind of went through that whole teenage heartbreak and was like, you know what? I don't know. Like, it's just too much. If you put too much of yourself into this relationship and this other person and and you feel like that is your identity. And then once the relationship ends, you're like, who am I? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's been like for us, the success of our marriage was the fact that your dad and I've always been interested in improving ourselves. And so many couples, um, especially young, uh, are like, well, you know, he needs to do this and I need he needs to be this way and that way or she mm-hmm. doesn't do that. And she should should be taking care of all these things that I don't want to do, whatever. And like we were always like whoever gets to the laundry first gets to the laundry first. Whoever, mm-hmm. you know, your dad enjoys cooking. So that's been fabulous. Um, so we found our strengths in our relationship, but we also are we're always focused on improving ourselves because I can only be a better wife and mother um, by being a better person. I, improving I remember myself. meeting you and being so impressed by that. Your how how strong you were in your own character, mm-hmm. how proud you were about having your own condo and your job and your own. I mean, it was awesome that you had your own life together, and and to me, that's when you make the best like possible candidate for someone else's life is when yes. you already have your own stuff together and you bring it to the table. And I was like, wow, like I don't have to fix her. I, I don't, she's not going to be mm-hmm. dependent upon me for her happiness. She already has found her happiness. Let's go. Yeah. Cause I found mine too. And so that was awesome. And, and I would say like, we were both so independent and in our own ways, almost to a detriment. I, exp- I thought, I thought at some point it's like we both like are still operated our own worlds and it took a while to figure out exactly how to blend them and how to be like they're at our optimum selves for each other. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, I certainly, I had to I learn that for you quickly came into your business. Like when, after we dropped the L word, you know, I was <laughs> like, can I ask you a personal question? Yep. And it was, can I see your insurance policy? <laughs> really? Because I wanted to make sure. Because he was juggling and, and I'm all juggling these knives around knives audience around. members. And so I was and, like, I oh wanted to make my. sure not only did he have really good insurance to protect him, but also liability insurance for anything he might yeah. break. And so I was mm. like, and I were, had worked for lawyers at that time, and so I was very practical. I still am. To amazing, it's amazing that I'm a writer who writes comedy because I'm very practical. But yeah, I'm like. No, and I like we incorporated our business, and then we just hit the ground running, building kind of your business, but it was our business, and I was doing. Do you guys know what our what our first business was called (laughs) when when we incorporated? You'll you'll you don't know this, do you? No. Motivation works. No, you'll never guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Info media. Because we, isn't it awful? We couldn't decide what we were because Ooh, your dad was that's... started the speaking and yet we were still producing entertainment. But and I was, you, doing and murder, also... I was doing murder mysteries. So it was, you know. And so you were producing a CD-ROM at the oh, time. Yeah. And so she we she were doing like production oh, of, of computer stuff, of, of 
like so we were like you, we Windows. need a name that means nothing. <laughs> what ties all these together? Information, Information. <laughs> and media. Exactly. Yeah. It was like we had to be called something. And so yeah, and then I, I produced that C D ROM and literally I swear the minute it it came out, um, Windows dropped and the first Windows like well, non-DOS, yeah, mm. was born, and my CD never saw the light of day. And what, it was pretty uh, brilliant for its time, but it was so, it was the last it was the last thing made. When did you guys switch to Motivation Works? Because I remember being like little, and I don't remember you guys like making the switch. But I think you, um, like the when we were in North Carolina, you're like, oh, this is Motivation Point where we right. uh, go, um, and it was pretty the, early. I think it, it was after we moved maybe to five or ten years, right? Five, yeah. I don't know, probably, no, yeah. Oh, sorry. It doesn't <laughs> don't matter. say where we but... live. We'll bleep it out. <laughs> yeah, <I'll... laughs> People know. But anyway. No, they don't. Okay. <laughs> Just so you know, our address is... <laughs> That's really why I moved. No, I'm <laughs> So anyway, so Motivation Works was much more congruent. And I love the double meaning of it. Like we produce works of motivation and motivation does work in your life. And so, you know, um, speaking of businesses, one of the questions we got from viewers was, uh, Eddie. Yes. What is your perspective on Maggie's success? How does it feel to have a sister who kind of like got launched into TikTok stardom and, you know, was running her own business and doing movies and like, the momentum of her life, how does that sit with you, you know, since you're in a different place? Yeah. Just getting out of college and such. I I just think it's like so exciting. I, I don't know. Um like when it first happened, it was felt very surreal and it kind of continues to feel that way. But it, it's also just yeah, it's so exciting. It it's so good to know that Maggie has found her path and it this might not be her calling like what she does forever but um i feel like it has unlocked a lot of different opportunities and she can kind of do a lot of different things that she wants uh and i yeah i don't know like i'm just really excited for her um and i feel like she's included me on certain things or on, on a lot of things um i and i feel like you know, I, I don't really push to be in Maggie's TikToks. It's more like she wants me to be in them. And, and I am really appreciative of that. And um, like us working on music together and just kind of like exploring other different paths. It, it's been just awesome. And it, it does still feel a little surreal. Like the fact that we're sitting here right now is, is very it, bizarre. Maybe <laughs> podcast. Like, yeah. what? Is it fair, though, that you don't have the same desire to be like you mentioned you don't want to be doing social media you don't you're more of a behind the scenes person versus a upfront yeah on it, camera although it, you did do a lot of acting yeah it's hard to say exactly i i think in general because i used to also um post a lot on social media uh where i you know i i play guitar and um i would try to cover songs and i really try to do that it, it's almost like it just takes a lot out of me and in the end the the end result doesn't feel worth it um sometimes just because they're you know whenever whenever you release something you put i always i don't know i put ridiculous amounts of time into it um really try to like be a perfectionist about everything and then um just not satisfied with the result or um with 
I, I don't know. It's like I don't know what I can do where I release something and really feel satisfied about it. And just overall kind of feels more stressful and um, there's more pressure where things like streaming. I really enjoy that. I like just talking with people and not feeling like I have to go back and really dial in the sound and make sure everything it just sounds perfect. And then I release it and then I kind of have to even if I'm not um, if I choose not to look at the numbers it's still there. Like, you know, that thought is still in the back of your head or what people are saying. Um, and instead I can just kind of be in the moment with that. And, um, same with acting, I guess, cause like I do really enjoy acting. Um, but in, in, I can act and I'm not behind the camera looking at my face and I'm editing it and doing all that stuff. It's like I can act and, and do that. And then, um, sort of, you know, it's like hands off at that point, which I really like. And I do really like doing production stuff and um, things like that. But um, I don't like doing it for myself, for like my own works, Got I it. guess. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's completely fair. Yeah. I I don't like editing my... Mm. For that's a girl who doesn't like it, you do a lot of it. I do. Well, yeah. I think that's probably why I don't like it. <laughs> editing <laughs> this I podcast so is going to be weird. Yeah. No, I bet. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons I, I enjoy doing the edit because it's it's kind of a control thing. <laughs> it's like I get to You get decide. the final word. I get the final word. Yeah. Well, I ask you guys, um, and the reason I'm saying editing, Eddie and I have been ping-ponging the editing of the podcast back and forth some during this um, his senior year at Berkeley. And so I've I've done a few more of those, and, and I, I enjoy doing it mm-hmm. a lot. And. Sorry, Maggie. I didn't really. I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you're talking about like making your own stuff and and being the editor there. Like how? Yeah, like that. (laughs) It's it's been a learning curve for sure. Um, because when we like when I started out on TikTok, all I did was like dances with my dad, and that doesn't require any editing. Um, and so, kind of learning how to edit and learning like the timing of editing. Learn Premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I learned a lot of different like softwares. I use Adobe now, even for like TikToks on my phone, I'll edit in Rush. Um, and so I, I think editing TikToks is a lot easier for me than editing YouTube videos because it's a different style of editing mm-hmm. and I don't 100% know how to do it. And so like I've had people tell me like you just need to hire an editor for it, but but then they might not do exactly what exactly. you want. Exactly. I yeah. think that's why you hire Eddie because he's your brother and he and knows know exactly how to but, edit. But I think for it's you. it's important for YouTubers to edit their own content at least in the beginning so people can understand them more, I guess. But it really does your editing style shows your personality a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it like affects the way that you shoot something and the way that you'd mm-hmm. want to plan beforehand. Yeah, and you I know your style. Yeah, and I don't one hundred percent know my style. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still figuring it out. Yeah, but yeah, eh, that's it. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. You guys want a question? Sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. I like this, answering questions. Okay, this is a, a good one. <laughs> um, it's from Sean, and Sean asks. How do you know if you're burnt out and how do you go about fixing it? You have lost all joy and motivation in what you're doing. <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah I've experienced a burnout. I, it's so funny to me the amount of people I've talked to on social media who are all burnt out. And there's, there's a line in a Billie Eilish song 
uh, called Getting Older or Growing Older. I think it's Getting Older, where she says, the things I once enjoyed now just keep me employed. Mm. And I was like, oh, because I definitely, I don't feel like I'm burnt out right now, but I have 100% gone through phases of burnout. And that's a hard thing on social media because you can be burnout in like a nine to five job, but you, it's not like your personality. That's the thing you have to put out there for your job. And yeah. when you're burnout on social media, people can tell easier, I think. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that burnout is something that's like a flip or switch that gets flipped where you're like, Oh, now I'm burnt out. It's kind of in stages. And I think, um, the more you, it, I don't know, everyone's different, but for me, I notice the more that I push it, and it's like I, I just have to do it. Um, and also, I feel like my mindset becomes, yeah, it's like I have to do this instead of, oh, I, I'm going to do this now. And, I you know, like going in with um, creative ideas, um, I think one of the things that really helped me was it, it just always go back and think about what you're doing it in the first place. Like mm-hmm. what got you to do this? For me, it's, you know, the the bands that I listen to with, with music um, – like the the artists and every time I go back, it kind of puts me back in that headspace of like being that young aspirational kid, you know, listening to these guys. You want to like, drop I a few names? Do you want to drop a few artists? Oh yeah, names? like who who, sure. who who do you go to? Dance, Gavin, dance, one hundred percent. Um, and I mean, aside from that, it's a lot of uh like heavy metal, like really heavy metal. Um, <laughs> yeah, like and stuff like Polyphia. Um, oh, Polyphia, 100%. Um, Chan, Covet, I love those, like, all of them. Um, their music's very, like, beautiful. Um, and, yeah, some some heavier stuff, like, oh, what? can't even think of anything. <laughs> but that's like, what you do when you've got the burnout. You go back to remembering the inspiration, the inspiration yeah. to get out of that. And that's the thing, too, is, like, um, when I... I don't know. I always love like deathcore heavy music or like that quirky little, you know, dance Gavin dance music. Um, and whenever, and as I was going through school, you know, I started out playing like viola and then going into jazz and then classical and then jazz and classical. And, and it, it was a lot of that. And then like R and B and pop. And I was like, I, I don't, I'm not enjoying this. And then I was I bought a seven string um, or like I, you know, I joined a band. I, um, or like we formed it and we, it was kind of like, we were all into this really heavy music where it feels like no one around me was, and I wasn't learning it. And then, um, I got a seven string and just started learning. It's like a little bit different kind of getting used to it. And then being able to write on that and be like, I can just write the stuff that I want to do. And it doesn't matter. Like, about the harmony um, or the, com- like, I mean, there is a lot of complexity, but, like, as far as um, harmonic stuff and, and, like, chord tensions and things like that, it's it's more just about the riffs and the metal and, like, you know, the, the rhythm, I guess. Um, and, th- like, getting into that stuff that I love, you know, it always brings back inspiration for me, I feel. Yeah, I think reminding yourselves of why you loved it in the first place is very important. I also think... Um, breaks. Yes. Yeah. Saying, okay, like, I'm just not even going to put any pressure on this. I'm not even going to, like, think about it for all of today. I do that with Sundays, like my Sabbath. Um, I'm not Jewish. 
People had a whole argument over that on TikTok because <laughs> I said I practiced the Sabbath and uh, they said I couldn't do that if I wasn't Jewish. That's not true. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like on Sundays, I all I do is spend time with my friends and like go to church and just like do things that I enjoy, like watch TV and have chill days, um, which means I don't even like think about social media. I don't film auditions on Sundays. Like, and I noticed that having that period of like rest has helped with my burnout because mm. I could be like working really hard throughout the week and it's not like I'm working for like continuations. Like I know that there's going to be a break. I, for me, uh, I like to clean and organize so I can jump into a project or something creative that I wanted to do and build and get away for a while and say, okay, that was very satisfying and very creative. And now I can go back to the um, something that's not creative, you know, accounting that I have to do or the, you know, uh, managing my parents' estate with the all the legal stuff of doing, you know, all the the fun, the non fun stuff that I've, I've just been burnt out on for years. Mm-hmm. That I, but you got to do it. You know, nobody can do it but me. Yeah, I get help where I can. Um, but yeah, you've got to have those breaks, um, and, and moments to get out. And I know what yours is, Dan. What? It's exercise. You got to, <laughs> well, you yeah. burn out, he gets, he goes out and plays. And that's great because you're not only I you love know, to play. firing off those endorphins and, um, and it's it, what it you love. It was such a huge, when I rec- recognize like the thing that I bring to my, my world and my clients, the, the thing that's always made me successful is a playful attitude with how to solve a problem, with how to entertain an audience. If I'm having fun, they're having more fun. If I'm having the most fun, then my success even blossoms more Mm -hmm. and I get bigger stages and bigger audiences. And so when I finally wrapped my mind around that and was like, okay, playing is a big part of what makes me successful, I should play all the time. (laughs) And 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 I, I should turn everything in my life into a game. Like, like even throwing away the trash in our house. Like we have a, (laughs) off the balcony, the trash can is on a different level and there's a string and you pull up the trash can lid with the string, you throw the bag over the balcony and hit the trash can. Even taking out the trash is fun at our house. Or or even more importantly, it's not laborious. Yeah. You know? And I would say the the how to recognize if you're beginning to experience burnout. Okay. The hard stuff's always going to be hard, but when the easy stuff starts to get hard as well. Like when, when everything seems difficult, then you probably are in a place where uh, you're not healthy. Yeah, like um, easy stuff, feeling hard, like not being able to like get up to brush your teeth or do the dishes. I think um, that's someone or something my one of my friends said um, that I felt like was a really good benchmark because not not to get too personal but I that was something that he said and it really struck with me and I was like wow okay now you know I don't know that it like sense sets a good benchmark well and you've had a tough spell you know yeah in in Boston by yourself isolated during lockdowns um, online classes not doing the things you love um, mm-hmm. and so yeah so the burnout has taken I'm sure a few different forms for you yeah it's hit hit a little hard and um Kind of as soon as, especially being on break and being able to do whatever I want, it's like I feel like that burnout has quickly started to go away, and I'm enjoying 
what I want to do a lot more. And, and also being able to do things like specifically what I want to do, like streaming, um, things like that where I don't feel tied down and I kind of just want to roll with it and, yeah, do, I don't know, put, put like a lot of effort into it because it doesn't feel like it is a lot of effort. Yeah. You know, I don't think I've ever had a New Year's that wasn't spent at home. Really? Yeah. No, I like I've had one. <laughs> like every single New Year's, I spend it at home. I love that. And now, I'm <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. you'd be like thirty-five. I'm always with my parents for New yeah. Year's. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, that tradition is inevitably broken. I'm afraid yeah. it'll be two after this year. Two years that I haven't. That's right. But I don't think I've ever missed a Christmas. So yeah. what what are your memories like with New Year's in your childhood or growing up in the family in general? as being a part of this weird family? Um, watching, going back and forth between watching a movie and watching the... Uh, countdown? The countdown. Yeah. And dad falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Pots and pans. When we were younger, we banged on pots and pans. Yeah, that's a weird tradition. It, that, that came from my, my grandparents mm-hmm. in Chicago. Polish uh, tradition, I guess. Is that something they made up? Maybe. You know how it was? New Year's hit something. Yeah. No, it had to be a pot and pan. It's a rich Polish tradition in our Polish neighborhood. But no, we would go outside with um, pots and pans and like wooden spoons and bang on the pots and pans. First, we started doing it in the house and then we would go outside and do it outside the house and stuff. And yeah, it was, it's, it gets old really fast. Yeah, I was going to say that would probably piss off your neighbors. Yeah. But I imagine everyone's awake. Well, look at what happens now. Our neighbors are blowing things up constantly until four in the morning. morning. At at like 11 a.m. Yeah. I I would love to have some serious conversations with our neighbors if I wasn't afraid of them (laughs) due to the gunshots we hear in our backyard. Yeah, it's not our Welcome to Georgia. (laughs) So moral of the story, kids, be careful this year with your fireworks, not just of yourselves and each other, but of your environment. Sparklers. Don't burn anything down. Sparklers. Okay, yeah. Real quick, though, I do remember setting, um, like, yeah, there have been a couple times where, um, you know, like the... There's like the cardboard mortars and you light it and you put it in and then it shoots it up and it explodes. Like even those things, sometimes it just won't shoot up in the air. And um, I remember setting off fireworks with my friends. Um, it it might have been New Year's. So maybe I've missed more than two. Um, but like we, you know, we light them, turn around and run away and it would just it explode on the ground and like deafen us and you know the person who's like closest is you know we're all like where'd he go is he still is he okay it was it's intense and it's dangerous and um you know even if you're doing it in like a controlled environment or you think you know you're doing it you you know you know yeah when they were younger they shot a bottle rocket that went into a neighbor's gutter and blew up and started the house on fire oh yeah yeah it was a I'm sure they appreciate you sharing that. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what are their last names? <laughs> where, where do they live? They're not really <laughs> and No, those are Sean. Um, no, I remember, oh man, should I even say this? Because I know they listen to the podcast. It seemed like a lot better idea in our head, but I remember in Grandma and Grandpa's basement lighting sparklers to take pictures with them in the dark. With like, Inside? Long exposure. 
Inside? Yeah. Why would you do it inside? Yeah. Uh, we were young. We weren't thinking about it. Oh, I thought you were saying Grandma and Grandpa had you lighting the no, sparklers inside. No, 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 no. This was like, like a going, me and the cousins activity oh. of something we saw on Pinterest and was like, this is going to look so cool. It didn't look cool. I don't think we did it right. Did you set off the smoke alarm? No. No, we ran outside very quickly after we realized what that's a bad cool. idea it was. But that's how you know Claire wasn't with us because my cousin Claire is a professional photographer. And <laughs> yeah. she probably could have told us, hey. Don't do that. You're not doing it well. <laughs> So you guys want another question? Sure. Okay. I think this is a good one. It says, I'd like for you to discuss how hard it is to let or allow a child to fail. I have four children and three have now begun their careers with the fourth being a senior in college. Each of the four experiences have been totally different, just as each child has been totally unique. When I look across the four, it's easy to see how the biggest challenge has always been knowing how much to intercede when they are on a not so great path. I absolutely love and am supportive of all four. This is from Marty. I think that's a brilliant question. How do you let your children fail, Shay? Well, we definitely tried to do that in terms of letting the kids um, not, not, not do things for you, but letting you figure things out on your own, even though we would say, well, you know, I don't think that's really a good idea, and this is why, but you, and Maggie would probably more than Eddie would be very um, determined that she knew better than us. And I can't think of specific instances necessarily, but um, unless the kids were in a situation that could put them in danger or we felt like it, it could be a really bad situation, we would let them let you guys fail, make your make your decisions. One of our rules was always um, everybody gets a voice. Everybody gets to voice their opinions, but mom and dad make the decisions. So um, by saying that, sometimes I think you guys would think that meant that you could do what you want, but but you didn't. You were good kids, but I mean, I feel like we didn't let you fail enough. I agree. That's where I was going to go. I don't think like we let you fail enough. Or maybe enough. you just didn't fail enough. What do you mean let us like, like created the circumstances when you were younger where you would deliberately struggle. Letting your kids fail and intentionally setting them up for failure are very different things. Very not different. what I meant. Very I, different I, I didn't yeah. say intentionally setting you up for fail. I said creating the circumstances for intentional struggle. But like that, like oh. something, something that you want so bad that you intentionally, you intentionally struggle to do it. Like That's how y'all taught us how to swim, well, constantly pulling the noodle further away from oh us. Oh my yeah. God. That was not me. Exactly. I totally forgot about that. That just, I got like a wave of like, no, bad yeah. memories. No, that was not me. <laughs> Literally. Like, I guess we did a good get good enough job with that. Um, I didn't do that. No, I did that. But the other point about Marty's question I want to really point out is about how every kid is different. Completely. And, and not only are they different from each other, but they are entirely different from you. And that was a big aha for me as a parent. We were just reviewing yesterday in kind of preparation for this, looking over this uh, folder where I had the strengths finder assessments done, Clifton Strengths Finder, which is a great resource to really, you take a 15 minute survey, it's a Gallup poll based database of this personality information that reveals your strengths. And the idea is everyone operates best from the position of what they are already good at. And when you know your strengths, when you claim your strengths and really own them, then you can leverage into other opportunities much faster as opposed to saying, oh, I really need to work on my weaknesses. Yes, you should do that too. 
And yet, when you build on your strengths, you have that momentum that we were talking about earlier. But what was remarkable is that, you know, Eddie, you and I, and, and Shay and Maggie, we all had very different strengths. And in fact, in fact, Eddie and I um, had none of the same strengths. Yeah. And so for me, I was always thinking, why isn't this, why doesn't Eddie get it? Why isn't he motivated the same way I am? Why can't I get through to him in certain ways? Um, and it was just because we're different people, wired completely differently. Yeah. Uh, and so once I realized that, I could then be like really unpa- help you unpack your strengths and utilize your strengths to help the family. Yeah, it, even things like, I, I do feel like we are, we're very different, and we, but we making that effort to find like common ground or things, because just like your definition or like what you would go do for fun and what I would go do for fun, we, you know, they're very different. And so we can, fu- <laughs> they're very different they're very from different. all of ours. <laughs> yeah. I know. No, yeah. My parents don't like video games, <laughs> but um, I do. yeah, that's but, true. That, that is true. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like we, we both made an intentional effort to find things that we could both enjoy doing. And then also, you know, there's also a little give and take. Um, and that this goes with all relationships, you know, like I I'll do things with him that I don't really want to do at all. And, uh, vice versa. And, and <laughs> but it's, it's hilarious too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's just part of like, because we want to spend t- time together and also just, yeah, have that connection. You'll have to tell um, me later what exactly those are. Mm. Well, there's are. there's definitely but like you play nerds, but but Eddie, thank you too because yeah. neither Eddie nor Dan like playing nerds, I, and Maggie and I love it. I call <laughs> bull on that. I think Dad actually secretly likes playing nerds once, he, <laughs> and he wins. That's what's so weird. He I like can win once. the game. I don't like to keep going. But well, he, we always it, play three, right? I know. By the third oh. one, I'm, I'm ready to give up the game forever. Well, if I didn't know that was a rule, I feel like that might. Because I feel like before it would just go on forever, and we just—it's like, yeah, you want to do another one? Uh, we let's we do need another a, one. We need a live stream at some time because Eddie will be just like Eddie wants to stop and talk in the middle of nerds. Yeah. <laughs> nerds for those of you guys, and it's a time you don't know. I, you want to speed, and Eddie will be like, "Well, want, you know." It's like I want to take my time with it. Yeah, right. for those of you who don't know, nerds is a very high-speed card game where everyone has their own deck. And like you flip through it in a certain way, and like the goal is to get as many of your cards out in the center. And so, a, a through, mm. ace through king. Yeah, yeah, it's a very quick game. Just yeah. to give some and reference. Then, and then your dad will be there, yeah. sitting there the whole time, like, oh, I hate this game. I hate this game. And then he wins. And he's like, I, I don't want to play. I think it's because it stresses you out. Maggie, and then Maggie creates anxiety. Wins. Maggie wins more than anybody. But another thing. I win sometimes. Like, I, I do like yes, some do. card games. Eddie, Eddie doesn't win, but he, he, he enjoys talking with us. <laughs> I like trading card games. <laughs> oh, which yeah. I, yes. None of you guys like. <laughs> or, and it's probably just because of the way that I, like, force it on you. And I'm, I, I don't know, maybe, like, the approach. But. It just seems like, you know, we just gravitate towards different types of games. I enjoy watching you play the game. So Mm -hmm. I'm like the perfect kind of person to watch you do the streaming. Absolutely. And that's really what it comes down to is like, what is the give and take of how much you enjoy something and how much you love the person? (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. and 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 then we need to find something that becomes our thing because golf will never be our thing because you don't love it. Yeah. Racquetball is our thing. 
we Eddie don't play and I, anymore. when we travel together, we love sharing music. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll introduce him to some music from my youth or something new that I'm listening to now, like Squirrel Nut Zippers. Yeah. Like, like, and then great. Eddie will show me some bands that he's <laughs> like into. Like Google Bordello. Yeah. Like, very ex- similar. <laughs> exactly. And we'll be like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And we have that connection. Travel, I think, is something we all connect on. Yes. When we're out of town together, like doing life. Um, yeah. Eddie and I, we fought a lot when we were younger. Like, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like I forget that a lot. We did That's not true. get along for like years. Um, for a long time. <laughs> but, and then it just changed. I think yeah, it's we like, got older. Yeah. But just, on, on trips, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I mm. like, I remember just saying, like, Eddie and I don't get along unless we're out of the country. Then we're best friends because yeah. we're like the only people yeah. around who speak English. And so it's like, okay. We're, we're, friends we're friends now. now. <laughs> Let's go explore. But you would have a lot of fun together oh, when so we travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maggie answered this on a podcast about me traveling and what it was like with me traveling when she was younger. Um, Ooh. Like, do you have an, an insight on that? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the first thing that comes to mind is like, you know, really missing you when you go and I'd stand in the driveway or on the front porch and I'd like watch you drive to the airport and it was always like really it was yeah when you were really real real pretty young yeah and i mean i definitely it was something that i got used to and it it was almost like a i i'd like stop knowing exactly how long you were gone or when you were going to be back and it was just kind of like you came and went um and i just like dealt with that or accepted that um and yeah, I, I do feel like it was pretty hard when I was younger, and it was something that, that I just did get used to. I think the hardest thing, w- though, was um, when you were gone for a month. I think it was a month. Um, when you flew overseas, that was... that I like remember really dreading that and you know not looking forward to it, and then being really excited when you were home. Um, but at the same time, it was never... I never was like... Uh, mad about it or anything like that and and i got by it was um wasn't like detrimental but it was just sad but what and about then, when he was old older yeah I mean, when, when he was older when you oh, were well God. i guess you were both older well, but <laughs> i feel like we we started traveling a lot more and i think that became a big part of it um or and we i think i did travel i traveled with the three of you Maybe That's Maggie, I don't remember. I we, when I was like super little, yeah. Um, but I feel like there was a period of time where I wasn't doing a lot of you know going on flights with dad, where it was just the two of us. And then as I got older, that you know, we started to be able to do that, and that became really special. Um, and it's yeah, it's interesting now, like kind of growing up or going to college and realizing like we can't do that anymore. It's um, it was pretty sad. But I mean, we still can't now. Now being an adult, like I can do that again. So. I I see you doing that with me again mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Like and even incorporating it into the business, creating more content. Yeah. You know, like figuring out the the business reason for it. Because if we're gonna do it, it should be tax deductible. Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, but it hurts my heart to hear you say that that made you sad. I mean, I always knew it made you at least mm-hmm. temporarily sad. I didn't know you spent so much time thinking about it. Um, cause it's obviously the hardest thing is to leave mm-hmm. your family. Um, you, you begin to think like there, you can connect your family to the experience in some ways. Like we yeah. had family rituals around me leaving, yeah. me coming home when I'm going on stage, you saying the cheer, all of that, 
you mentioned the month. That's when I was performing for the troops in the Middle East. Right. You, I shaved my head. You shaved I your shaved. head with me. Yeah, like, I was going to shave Maggie's head. I said to Eddie, <laughs> I said, Maggie was what? Um, three. So Eddie was about six. And I said, let's let's all shave our heads like your dad's because we had a picture of him. you know. Have, and Eddie said, Mom, I don't think you should. I think just me and Maggie. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And I laughed. I was I like, no, I shave we'll, my just head. Do, we'll just have Eddie. I want to shave my head um, at some point in my life, but I really want to cut it and bleach it. But mm. I'm not going to until after pilot season. Yeah, that's I'm, a good idea. I'm much more castable in my current state um, than if I just sent it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, did, did you... Like, feel connected? Like, did you know why I left? Yeah. You knew about speeches yeah. and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, it never felt like you were abandoned, you know, like, leaving us um, because you wanted to, or it was like, yeah. ah, I got somewhere else to go. Um, it was like, I, I feel like I did, I totally understood that, and it wasn't, yeah, it was just hard for me, too, um, but it wasn't, yeah, I felt like I did understand it, and it was it was okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And now you're home all the time. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I've I've truly enjoyed all this time together as a family. And it's something that I am forever grateful for. And I'm glad that we have like a documented time of it now. Like Absolutely. we can listen to this in 10 years and be like, oh my gosh, remember when we were going into 2022? Ooh, that's <laughs> going to be interesting. Yeah. 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 You were just mentioning something which was the the record. Family record. Um, we got an album coming out after the first of the year. Just kidding. <laughs> no. So do you remember the time that instead of setting like family goals and resolutions for the next year, we actually projected like four years into the future? What do you mean, do I remember? Uh, yeah. Like 2016, <laughs> at the end of the year, we, we tried to forecast our 2020 vision of what we thought our life would be like in 2020 because I thought that was so clever. 2020 vision and so we everybody did everybody everybody thought 2020 and they didn't know it was going to get hijacked by covid but not everybody bought brought in a graphic recorder to create a (laughs) a full-on like visual interpretation of what the family conversation was like in in real time like so damn (laughs) 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 well i had just been at a speech where i saw this done i was like this is so great i want to do this with my family and maggie you thought we were having like some kind of intervention right (laughs) It was just kind of like you doing your thing. Like, <laughs> you very much like to, like, I don't know, just. who Who's up, whose thing would I do other than my own, though? No, but you I can get aggravated. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have a, your dad whose occupation is a motivational speaker. You don't want your dad to be a motivational speaker 24 7. You yeah, know what I, I mean? It. Well, that's why I'm a weirdo on TikTok. He's a weirdo all the time. Yeah, I'm a weirdo all the time. So, but, so. but it was interesting because <laughs> in that conversation, we created the, the moment for it. You don't need the graphic recorder, but you could have a conversation with your family about what's important within your family. What do you intend for the future? What, what are your goals or aspirations? And so we were, in this case, talking about 2020, and we all predicted some things. Eddie predicted that there would be a worldwide pandemic that shut down the, the country. No, he did not. Yeah, No, he didn't. But that would <laughs> oh be my. really cool if he did. It's a little sus, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> a little sus. <laughs> um, no, it, it also didn't help that she was, like, drawing us in front of us. 
Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Excuse me. I loved my hair in the in the <laughs> and it was on my cartoon a hair was beautiful. Yeah. So you can't be like, oh wait, never mind, because she's already drawn it. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot you of what wait. we talked about actually came to some kind of fruition. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So do you have a goal for 2022? I I know I said I'm not into goals and resolutions, but yeah, I actually have some. My word for 2022 is pursuit. Um, I want to pursue a lot of different relationships with family, friends, spiritual. Um, I I want to pursue more job opportunities. I want to be just like really intentional about things. I guess. Um, I want to I want to book more acting roles. I want to be just in general more proud of what I do. I've always kind of had an issue that where like I on my bucket list that I wrote when I was a lot younger when I was auditioning all the time something I wrote was like feel confident and proud of an audition you did. And it took me years to check that off. Not because what I was doing was bad, but because of my mindset about it. Like I find it very hard to look at something I do and be like that's good. And so that's something I want to change and not be like conceited, like, oh, my gosh, everything I'm doing is good. But just to be intentional about things, work on them hard and then be happy with the result. But yeah. Eddie, do you have a word? Metamorphosis. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Explain. Well, I think this is um, one of like a period of time where I feel like I have a lot more control over myself. I'm not tied down to a specific location or um like job like um and schedule i think things are more fluid now and i can kind of take all of that in like a cocoon mix jumble it all around like really think about things and do um and then hopefully by i mean not by the end of the year hopefully like sooner than that um i can kind of turn it into something like a Whatever, whatever it may be. Transformation. Um, yeah, some sort of transformation where I'm living the life that I want to live. And that sounds really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that is exciting. Do you have one? I was thinking pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> or metamorphosis. Yeah, maybe. metamorphosis. Yeah. Yeah, um, the same, though, because I'm intentional, I guess. Intentional more about um, my f- Filming, my writing, producing, um, and just more, more focused, I guess, on me, finally. I don't mean finally, because I've always loved everything that I've done, but like putting putting myself back in the crosshairs of my writing. Um, and I don't want to produce everything I write, but I want somebody else selective. to produce it. Be, be, more, selective be more selective and, yeah. and writing. So I guess writing, right? Writing. Yeah. <laughs> Like that. I want to support that in every way I can. And for me, I think it's, you know, Eddie, you nailed it earlier. I was thinking about momentum mm. as just like, you know, I think feel like things are good in my life. I feel like I want to keep my health on track, my business on track. I have a, a new book um, that I'm going to write this year. So that's going to be good. That's a big undertaking and I've put it off for a long time, but I'm um, I'm ready to commit to it. That's to another exciting. Book. Yep. And one thing for sure, though, you're not going to donate another kidney. Probably not. Not unless I've grown another one. Can we can we talk about that? Because that was a question that came out as well. Um, we mentioned at one point that mom donated a kidney and just how amazing you are. I think that's awesome. And it sound, she sounds like an amazing person. I'd love to hear more about her story if she's comfortable talking about it. That's from Ellie. So do you want to go through that kidney story? 
So I, I feel like you, you talked about it before on the podcast where um, you used to um, <laughs> you used to always say, I'll be surprised if you get out of this life with both kidneys because I was always giving stuff away. And I do. I mean, if I have something that somebody can use and they need and, I, you know, I don't really need it. I'm not attached to it. It's not important to me to keep. I'm like, I'm all about, you know, helping others and providing uh, other things. I love recycling and re resourcing stuff. So I hate waste. I can't stand wasting, including wasting time. So anyway, hmm. so we got that that email and I saw it and I had just tucked Maggie in and we tucked the kids in and we came in our room and I said, uh, did you see that email from Bob? And you said, yeah. And I just smiled. I said, you're going to do it. Yeah. And we was like, like a beat. And he goes, yeah, you're going to do it, aren't so you? So Bob was said, a friend well. of my mom's who sent out an email about his son, Connor, who needed a kidney transplant. And he sent it to everybody he knew. Shay saw it and immediately was like, I have two. I might as well give him one. Yeah. And that was. I mean. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, because I was like a perfect candidate. And here's the funny thing, too, is like. When I got to the hospital um, to uh, do some testing, they need to check your blood and, you know, just, you know, do some basic stuff. Um, they said, we um, we really want um, you to, to be the donor. And I'm, I was like, I like thought I was the donor. I didn't know there was any competition for this. I, like, <laughs> I said, yes, like, let's do this. <laughs> and so I actually got interviewed on a, on a radio station or a news station. And yeah. they said, well, what if, you know, they had selected somebody else? I was like, well, I probably would have given it to somebody else because like, I, I, you already I, made the decision. Yeah, yeah. I'd already decided this. So it was like, somebody was getting my kidney. So <laughs> anyway, it was, it was an amazing, amazing experience. Excruciating. Yes. Um, but here's the thing. I knew I just had to recover and I was fine. I, you know, I wasn't going to have to take anti-rejection drugs the rest of my life and whatever like Connor had to do. I didn't have the hard part. Although at the onset, I have the hard part and he has the easy part because now his body has gotten a new kidney to, you know, take the toxins out of his body and, and everything. So, so for immediately him, he feels fantastic. Immediately he was and, great. And the recipient surgery is far less invasive. Yeah. It, and so it, it was really, really hard. Um, uh, but but it was about eight weeks. And that's what Karen told me, his my, my kidney sister. Um, and she because she had donated her first kidney to him. And uh, it had gotten damaged during a, um, a biopsy. biopsy. Oh. And um, so he needed another kidney. So she told me, you know, it was tough. Like, she didn't pull any punches. She didn't try to sugarcoat it. She said she said it took her a solid eight weeks. And um, and she was right. And so knowing that, it was like, okay. But then I, I was home free and never had any issues uh, since. So I, I'd do it again. What was that? Uh, nope. <laughs> well, can't I mean, do it again. <laughs> if, I had, if I had it to do over, I still would have done it, even knowing. But it is, was the most it's painful funny. thing ever. What was and that I had like a ruptured ectopic, which was pretty painful, oh, and it was like it, it eclipsed. Really? That, did but, did you know that? Yeah. But you get over it. You get past yeah. it. It's just like you just get through it. Yeah. It's hard, and you know that it's going to get better. And then it does, and you're just like, it's like childbirth, I guess. You know, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I would not. I, I had cesareans. Well, I did have labor, but. So what What were your thoughts during that whole experience, the kidney donation thing? As kids, how did you process the fact that your mom was doing that? Did Was it weird to you? or I was no. really young. 
it, yeah. it kind of just made sense. Just kind of went with the flow. Yeah. It like, yeah. It, it almost seemed like it was something I thought that was a lot more common. Yeah. I, I feel like I understood it and really did admire it. And, mm-hmm. but, and especially now, like, after all this time, I don't know anyone else that's done that. And it's, I think that just kind of really shows how incredible that was. So it's it's almost like I and didn't how even understand. You yeah. I, I didn't register how Im- incredible that was. I mean, of course, and um, the fact that you were doing that to essentially save Connor's life, um, that, that was something that resonated with me. And, yeah, I just, oh, yeah. Well, I think it, it's incredible. It, it, I wasn't technically saving his life. I was improving the quality of his life. But ultimately, yeah, you can't be on dialysis forever. Yeah. Um, but I actually videotaped Eddie at that time. Um, because we documented along the way, you know, always, always the editor, always thinking about the, you know, capturing material. I said, you know, I may want to use this for something at some point, but I certainly want to document this experience. And it was a lot of fun when we had a lot of comedy in that. Um, but I interviewed Eddie and I intended to interview Maggie and I just didn't get to it, um, before. And Eddie was, you actually surprised me. You didn't want me to do it at first. And then you felt Oh, no, at first you did. That's what it was. You, you, mm. I think you said, no, at first I, like, I was like, I want her to do it because it's Connor. And then I felt bad because, well, wait a second, I don't want my mom hurt or something like yeah. that. And I was really surprised at your deep thought process that you went through and saying that to me on camera and and because I was it was mm. just you and I in the in the living room. I just grabbed the camera and said, so what do you think about your mom donating a kidney? And I was just like, mm. you from two years old, when having conversations with you, you would you would have like deep mm-hmm. um, explanations and thought processes of what's going on. You, nobody would ask you, you know, like, hey, you know, what's that? Oh, you know, it looks like this, but it could possibly be. And you just, I, I don't mm. know. So I, it really surprised me. Um, and it was kind of cool. And I give you a hug and it was emotional. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, it was a little scary. I mean, I, I really don't remember what exactly I was thinking going through that. I can only think, like, kind of assume what I th- think I remember. Um, but, you were young. Yeah. You were really yeah. young. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like that. Was, it's scary because there is a chance that, I don't know. It, yeah. It right, could, that I injure you or you might I could have died and I remember Maggie was really real I do remember you crying um Mm. and being like mommy what if you die what if you die and I'm like sorry and you were like mom don't make jokes but I I couldn't help it I said well no what did you say last night you you said last night we were getting ready to watch something and she just goes you know if something happens to me you guys should know you can turn on the heat for the house off my phone I was, like, I was teaching him how to do that. One time, I, when I was living in Chicago, my parents were going to Georgia for a trip. And on the way out of the house, my mom, you know, they leave. They're going. They're driving. I was staying home with my sisters. And then my mom realized she forgot something. And she ran back in and she looked at me and she said, okay, I've got it. Da, 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 da. And she gave me a hug and she said, oh, and by the way, if we don't come back, if something happens and, and, and something happens to us, have a nice life. And then she left. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> it, it left me to just think about that for like the week that they were gone. <laughs> wow. That's terrible. Yeah, and in those days, you didn't like call every day because it was long distance. No. And, you know, and especially if they went on a cruise or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, we did talk 
about, you know. Your mom's amazing, though. And and the mm. layers of her amazement may unfold if you stay tuned to this podcast and keep following it over time. Um, did you guys know that, like, we, we, for a long period of time, like, tried to have kids and couldn't. And we yes. actually thought that we couldn't have kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. You guys are yeah. both miracles. And she mentioned the ectopic pregnancy. Yeah, and before kind of either stuff. of you were born, I lost mm-hmm. my tooth in it. Yeah. Captured ectopic twins. Yeah. Yep. But we're just so proud of you kids. I mean, both of you and what you've, not only what you've achieved, but more than that, who you are as people, how you conduct yourself in the world, how you take care of your friends, you know, stand up for what's right. Um, it's really pretty amazing. I can't imagine being more proud than I am as a father. And I know mom feels the same way. Absolutely. We're yeah. so blessed. Yeah. Well, um, shall we move? Leave? To- <laughs> <laughs> shall we go get coffee? So this has been a longer podcast. So if you stuck around to the end, thank you very much. Um, probably means you're a real one. So be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Um, you can uh, go to our website and ask questions, www.wholesomechaos.com. And our other socials are just Maggie Thurman, Dan Thurman on all things except TikTok. My dad is Maggie's dad, one, two, three. Eddie is Eddie Thurman on everything yeah, except probably, Twitch. It, it's uh, Eddie Thurman on Twitch. Eddie underscore Thurman. Eddie underscore Thurman. <laughs> Thurman. You <laughs> say it. <laughs> okay. Eddie underscore Thurman. Amazing. And like, all these things will be linked wherever you're listening but yeah. And one of our intentions, one of my intentions is to do what we can to grow the podcast, to scale what we've created in the first six months and really make 2022 a great year of growth for Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos. Yeah. So please help us out with that. Support our sponsors when we have those and you can find them on our website and also tell your friends and tell your family and other people in your life who might also benefit from this conversation and uh, we'll grow together. That would be amazing. Yeah. And one of my intentions for podcast 2022 is to kind of shift into a murder podcast where we just make fun. it a true crime yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. I know. How so. how fun would that be if we, like around Halloween time next year, you guys actually just let me tell like a story, like all the murder oh. podcasts I listen to and y'all do the commentation. Can we do that? Yeah. That'd be fun. Actually, I have it on record. Yeah, d- I, totally. Okay, DM me cases you guys want me to cover. Oh my gosh, oh. I'm like a crime <laughs> podcaster. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I did murder mysteries for years and years and years, but they were all fun. They were comedy. They weren't like real Murder's murder. not fun, Mom. No, it's not. <laughs> no. I know. I, I, that's what I thought you were going to do a fun murder mystery. We'll see. I'll, I'll take suggestions. And we'll do a different like April Fool's podcast where we just make stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> Where we just lie like about our regular our lives. lives. Yeah, no, completely. And at the end, well, now now they're gonna know. Now they're I gonna because I just said it. Well, we just won't do it on April Fools. Though. Okay, tell you what, we won't do that. Was that? that it's was... not April. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as we were saying, thank you guys so much for listening, Eddie and Mom. Do you guys have anything else you want to say? Bye. Um, thank you, thank <laughs> you for listening to us. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been Sick. real. Well, happy new year. Happy new year. I love you guys. I love you too. Love you guys too. And we all love you. Take care and have a great celebration. Bye. See you next year. Bye. Max and Dad's wholesome chaos. Max and Dad's wholesome chaos. Everyone close.
close their eyes and on the count of three, everybody look at somebody. And if you're looking at the same person and you make eye contact, you both are out. Ready, set, go. <laughs> Wait, can we do yeah. that? Can we, oh, open them right when you say go. Yeah. Okay, I didn't do that. Okay, redo. Can we do that again? Yeah, I I keep getting like light, light streaming across my face. Okay, so, you're, or, good, you're, yeah. good. you're good, you're good. Okay, eyes closed. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Did anyone make eye contact? Nope. Okay, three, two, one, go. <laughs> you and Dad are out. So Eddie and I win. Did it. Now it's just us. But wait. <laughs> <laughs> we laugh. Look at each other. We're both out, right? Yeah, I don't think I thought this through. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.